Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome in to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Casey. And my name is Matt, back with a one of our patented oddball episodes. Not, you know, the <laughs> traditional, you know, I, I feel like we do a really nice job at doing some of these very unique episodes, and I'm very excited about this one. I, I call these the can't-miss episodes on our website uh, here. Can't-miss favorites, I think is what I call them. But, yeah, this one doesn't necessarily fit the mold. In fact, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, this is probably going to be the first non Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, um, parks, like Disney parks episode we've done. I don't think we've ever yeah. done one outside of of um, Disney before. I, I believe you're, you're correct. And d- don't get me wrong. Like one of my last questions is going to tie this back into Disney. So if you are a Disney fan, um, you know, don't don't worry. However, I do find that those people that are a fan of Disney also have some type of universal property that they also are very much into. Oh, and totally. So, totally. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I think, I think the narrative around so much of the theme park and entertainment community for years was Disney is King and everyone else is just trying. Well, that's not the case anymore. Well, um, and I think, I think to that point, and, and, you know, obviously if it's not clear what we're talking about, we're going to be having a, basically a and a of Universal Orlando and maybe even a little bit of Universal Hollywood. I don't know what your questions look like yet, but the reason why we're doing this for so long among Disney fandom, you know, this was oftentimes referred to as the park that shall not be named, right? The, mm-hmm. the little sister down the street or whatever. But to your point, Matt, it's not like that anymore universal is a player um and will they ever be as big as disney probably not but you know what with this new epic universe that's coming on board in the next couple of years that puts them at the same number of theme parks that walt disney world has in orlando now granted one of them is a water park and i'm sure we'll get into that um but in terms of offerings, just in, in the last, you know, eight months since I've become a travel planner, I will say that I am increasingly impressed with what Universal Studios and the Universal Properties brand has to offer. And so I'm excited to talk about that today because I think there's a lot of myths and misconceptions. And I also think there's just bad advice out there too and i'm hoping to dispel some of that today as we go through today's episode yeah so i want to turn it over to you matt because you're the one in control you're i'm i'm kind of like the guest in this case it's kind of weird i'm hosting all right so (laughs) i i am pretty aware and i would say most people are aware of like what's actually in the parks Mm -hmm. um you know you've got your harry potter universe you've got the islands of adventure um, I'm, I'm again, I'm going to be focusing a lot more on the Orlando side of it. I, some, we'll talk some of California, but just in general, mm-hmm. guys, I'm east of the Mississippi. That means I, uh, for better or for worse, I'm, I'm a Florida guy. Um, so I know there's that, um, you know, you've got some of the, Mar- you know, more Marvel properties in there due to the, you know, all the rights that we're not going to get into today. Um, you've got like the, you know, uh, Toon Lagoon with some of the old timey, uh, cartoons like Popeye and all those people. Um, so am I missing any, I guess Jurassic, Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, and the Velocicoaster opened up recently and that was a big one. So, um, and of course you've got Epic Universe coming, which some people have been, uh, uh, foreshadowing what they think is going there's, to be in there's, this there's there's a there's a lot more than what you've just i mean yeah, like say, I what think, am i what so, am i missing so 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 i think okay so let's start here when you're thinking of universal studios i i i want to dispel this myth to begin with right off the bat because this comes up often when i'm talking with clients who are planning a trip down there who don't who don't visit orlando often harry potter is not part of disney just throw that out there right <laughs> off. No. Harry Potter is not part of Disney. And it is often the case that I will have a client say to me, oh, I want to do two days at Disney and one day at Universal or three days at Disney and one day at Universal because I want to hit Harry Potter. 
that is one of the worst game plans that you can set up for yourself. And, and we're mm. going to get into that a little bit more in terms of cost in a little bit, I'm sure. Yeah. Universal is in of itself its own destination with what they have. I'm just going to read off to you. Here are the thrill rides, just the thrill rides at Universal. Dr. Doom's Fear, uh, Fear Fall. Fast and Furious Supercharged, Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket, Jurassic World Velocicoaster, um, The Men in Black Alien Attack, Revenge of the Mummy, The Incredible Hawk Coaster, and The Simpsons Ride. Then you go over to 3D and 4D, Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts, Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon, Skull Island Reign of Kong, the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man and Transformers 3D, the ride 3D. Then you get to the water rides: Dudley Do Right's Ripsaw Falls, uh, Anu Anu Ika Moana, Eco Moana of Anu Ika Moana, the Jurassic Park River Adventure, Kala and Tai Nui's Serpentine Body Slides, the Body Plunge, the Winding River, the uh, Karakutau Aqua Coaster, the Maku of Maku round raft um uh rides the other drop slide there's another drop slide the popeye and bluto's um uh build rat barges more uh water rides at volcano big the punga racers the um more rafts there's an entire reef that you can explore um there's a fearless river another reef you can explore um tired of water rides yet watiri beach and the top kiki reef and then for kids, Camp Jurassic, Kara Susel, uh, Despicable Me May Minion Mayhem, E.T. Adventure, Flight of the Hippogriff, uh, Hippogriff, Hogwarts Express in both directions, If I Ran the Zoo, uh, Jurassic Park Discovery Center, Kang and Kodo's Twirl and Hurl, Me Ship the Olive, uh, which is a Popeye property, One Fish, Two Fish, Two, One Fish, two fish Red Fish, Blue Fish, uh, the Pterodon Flyers, the Storm Force Acceleration, the Cat in the Hat, and the High in the Sky Seuss Trolley Train Ride. That is what you get when you go to Universal. Three parks. Universal. Pretty much as much rides as you're getting at Disney. Like, oh, yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's on par with in terms of r number of rides, number of thrill rides versus kids rides, balance of it. You're getting the same thing. And what I will say is, and I've had people ask this question. I've got kids under seven years of age. Is Universal a good place to take them? And I'm like, usually Disney is a better choice. And this is what this is what I was trying to get at earlier. If you're going to go and you're going to go to Disney, go to Disney and make Disney your destination and don't do a split Disney Universal vacation. Make Universal that next stop when they get to eight, nine, ten years old, when they're a little bit older, where they can experience everything I've just laid out. They might be tempted to try some of the, th the thrill rides. They, they're still maybe on some of the kid rides as well. It's going to be a much better value for you, which we'll talk more about. But from an yeah. experience perspective, Universal is not a one-day park. It's just not, unless you have what's called the Express Pass, which we'll talk about later. Okay, so I, I want to talk a little about Volcano Bay because that's where I have the most questions. Like at Disney, you know, the water parks are there, but Disney isn't bragging that there's six parks at at Disney World. Um, is there something that makes this water park different? Like, am I missing something? What, what's well, okay. So part of this, I think, is just branding. I think it's you know Universal trying to make themselves bigger than than what they probably really are. I mean. Disney's a behemoth, obviously, four parks, two water parks, et cetera, et cetera. This, this makes them seem bigger than they really are. And, and the way they talk about it is, I mean, they call themselves the, a, a water theme park. But in all essence, it's, it, it's a theme park. And they've got tons of stuff. I think what makes them different probably than, than most theme parks out there is the way that they, they have you queue for the rides is that when you enter, they give you something called a Tapu Tapu. It's, it's basically like a magic band or similar to a magic band that's got RFID technology in it. It's, it's obviously waterproof. And when you want to ride a particular ride, you can go and scan at the entrance and then wait and, and go and wait in the waiting pool or in the regular pool or go ride the lazy river even. And then when you're, um, 
Tapu Tapu uh, buzzes, it'll tell you what your return time is. You go back and you can go ride the ride with very minimal waiting. So it's, it's kind of like a virtual queue. Yeah, very much like a, a virtual queue. I remember hearing that when this came out, that they, that was one of the big things they were touting was this is a no line mm-hmm. park. You don't wait in lines here. Correct. And what's what's interesting about this particular park is that in all of like the the way that they do park to park tickets, they do sell unlike a park hopper which gets you in access to any of the parks at Walt Disney after two PM, here when they do park to park tickets, it's you can buy a two park two park park to park ticket, which is Universal Studios to Islands of Adventure. Or you can buy a three-park park-to-park ticket, which gets you into any of the three parks. They are two separate things. They are two different types of, of experiences. Part of that is the Volcano Bay tickets are less expensive than a Islands of Adventure or Studios park ticket. Um, they're not going to cost you as much. To, Universal uses dynamic pricing, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But when it comes to Volcano Bay, it does cost less. And they also... Um, they they also close earlier than Islands of Adventure or Studios. They close at seven PM. Being a water park, they typically yeah. want to be closed before the lights before the sun goes down. Yeah. So in terms of cost, maybe a simple one. So the the thing I always hear when Disney is raising their prices and everything like that is, well, this is just on par with what everyone else is doing. What is everyone else doing? Yeah. Uh, I think there is a giant misconception that Universal Studios is cheaper than Disney. That is relative to what you want to do at Universal Studios. So let me give you a, a great example. You've got a, a three-day, let's say you got three, uh, you got three days worth of park tickets at Disney. You got three-day park hoppers at Disney, and you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your fourth day. Oh, I want to go see Harry Potter and, and, and do everything Harry Potter at Universal Studios. If your plan is three days at Disney, one day at Universal Studios, you are going to be paying premium, premium prices at Universal Studios. A one-day park-to-park ticket, that is Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure, which you need both to experience all of Harry Potter. Universal put Diagon Alley in um, Universal Studios. Smart. And they put Hogsmeade in Islands of Adventure. And you take the Hogwarts Express between the two. And the only way you're allowed to ride the Hogwarts Express is if you've got a park-to-park ticket. So to do that for one day, park-to-park ticket, they use dynamic pricing. Take a guess how high I've seen it go. Um, let's go 150 a day. Nice round number. That's low. That's low. I have actually seen on select days, I expect on their high demand days as high as 230 to $240 a ticket. Whoa. And this is one day, one day, one day, one person. Whoa. So you got a family of five who wants to go do Harry Potter land for one day. That's an extra $1,250 approximately, 1000 to 1250 that you're adding on to your vacation. Man, that now, makes Disney look cheap. Well, but I'm <laughs> saying, now, but, Disney but, also uses but, dynamic but, pricing. But I'm saying Disney, uh, uh, the same is true, which would be the opposite. If you were at Universal Studios and wanted to do one day Disney, don't know why you would want to do that, but one day Disney park hopper. Same idea. A one-day Disney park hopper is about two hundred twenty-five to two hundred. That's true. Once you had that park hopper option, it is. Yeah. And again, with Universal, they get you because they they you need if you want to experience Harry Potter, you you want to be able to get that park to park ticket. Now the other thing about this is, unlike Disney, where you can you know there was all this craziness about Disney, you know, charging for, for, for Genie Plus, you know, this, this idea of, oh, I get to move to the front of the line, but I got to pay to do that. Universal has a version of that. They do. They have a, a version, they actually have two versions of that. They have the Universal Express Pass and they have the Universal Express Pass Unlimited. Okay. The difference Tell me about these. The, yeah. So the difference between the two of those is simple. Universal Express Pass gets you to the front of the line. Doesn't mean you get doesn't mean you skip the line. It just gets you closer to the front of the line. You still might be waiting 10 or 15. It's just like a fast Okay, pass. yeah, that, that's fine. But we'll call it front of line basically. Gets you to the front of the line uh one time per attraction for the day. So you get okay. to go on which is similar to what Disney's 
um, Genie Plus is, except that one you have to do every two hours or as you redeem it. Where with the Universal Express Pass, you can go whenever you want. You can you basically can go on pretty much any attraction, get front of line access. There are a few exceptions to that rule. Usually the newer attractions don't count. Makes sense. Similar to how it, Genie Plus works, where the newer yes, attractions are yes, in yes, cost, yes. all that jazz. Okay. Yep. Universal Express Pass Unlimited, same idea, except you can go on it as many times as you want. You can go on wow. the same ride over, 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 over again. How much does this take run? Yes. Just take a guess. Again, I mean, it's dynamic pricing. Oh. I mean, I'm going to go off D- Genie Plus prices, I guess. Um, the, the the max one, I don't know. That feels okay. like that's going to cost me at least, that's going to cost me triple digits per ticket, in my okay. opinion. Uh, I'm going to say uh, an additional 40 bucks a ticket. Oh, man, oh, man. Uh, no, they're both going to cost you triple digits. Oh. Uh, even the regular Universal Ex- uh, Express Pass, uh, which hits you on one ride once per attraction. Again, dynamic pricing. The cheapest I've seen it is about 105 The most expensive wow. I've seen it is about 150 per ticket, per person. Not just blanket, per person. The Universal or the Unlimited one typically will run 30 to $50 more than the regular one. So if the regular one's running 150 for the day, you can expect that the unlimited one's going to run you between 180 and 200 for the day. So now, now in that case, you're a family would, of five. Sorry. In that ahead. case, I would just pay the extra $120 to say we can do this as many times as we want. Like so, that. well, okay. So, so again, family of five. Let's say you're wanting to go on a high demand day. Let's say those tickets cost you 220. Let's say 200. I'll just call it easy. $200 yeah. a piece. So that's a thousand bucks. And then those Universal Express passes unlimited. Let's say those are another two hundred. So you are paying an extra two thousand dollars to go over to Universal Studios for one day. So that's so that's just pe- that's a one day cost, and that's, and that's not well, including it, souvenirs, food, well, anything that's else. Also, not including the, the 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 cost to get you over there. So that's another thing that people don't think. They think, oh, Disney, Universal, they're right next to each other. No, they're not. They're about 30 minutes apart from one another, depending on where you are on Disney property. Yeah. Now, Universal Studios does offer what they call a superstar shuttle, which allows they'll come pick you up at your Disney resort and return you um, to your Disney resort at the end of the day. That's $37 per person. That's actually so not horrible. That's not bad at all. That that's roughly in line with other transportation. Now, I've had a lot of people say, "Well, we'll just Uber over." Yeah, you're right. You could very much Uber over the And this is what I'll tell people not only for Universal, but I'll tell them this for any anything on Disney property. Ubering over is never the problem. It's getting <laughs> back when the park closes. Yeah. When everybody's looking to Uber back. You're going to be dealing with surge pricing usually, and you're going to probably have to wait. It, it could be up to an hour or more before you get your Uber. There's a lot. In, at the end of a long theme park day, that can be rough. It's nice having that convenience of the shuttles there. You know what's what's happening, right? Yeah. So, again, this is not to say that Universal Studios is crazy expensive because we, we're going to talk hotels and everything, I'm sure, in a little bit. The reality is... If you do it this way, this is what this is how Universal makes a huge amount of profit is that if you choose to do just a one or two day type situation with them, that's the max amount of money they're going to get out of you because they know that you're you're the Disney fan going over to them for just a little bit of time. And the vice versa is true if you stay with Universal versus going over to to Disney. But anyway, yeah. let's continue so on. What other questions? How many? So I mean, Disney has a ton of resorts. How many resorts are we talking on the Universal property? <laughs> like, are, are we talking just as many? Or are we talking a little more limited ones? It's not as many, but there are just as many budget options. Okay. So so Universal classifies all their resorts into one of four categories. Okay. Um, they have what are called. Um, Pull this up here real quick. Did it disappear on me? It did. Do, 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 do. Wanted to make sure I get the terminology right. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. <clears throat> okay. So they have at their starting level what they call value hotels. So very similar to the way Disney calls their value hotels. Value hotels. And these two hotels are called um, Universal's Endless Summer Resorts. And there's two different ones. There's Dockside Inn and Suites. 
and Surfside Inn in suites. Okay. So um, these are equivalent to what I would consider like the all-star resorts, basically. Okay. Um, escape to the to the perfect sunset. This is uh, the dockside. Escape to the perfect sunset and save with rates that are always affordable. Soak up the scenes of cool, calm, coastal retreat with plenty of standard rooms and two-bedroom suites that sleep up to six. It's a carefree escape inspired by sand, sea, and breathtaking sunsets. These are giant buildings, huge pool. Um, I mean, really, it, it's they are really nice resorts. While they are considered Universal's value resorts, I would put them on par with Disney's moderates. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, the Surfside Inn, similar. Step into the surf lifestyle and save with extra affordable rates, featuring sunny beach-themed rooms and spacious two-bedroom suites that sleep up to six. It's the perfect spot for families of any size to base their universal vacation. These start, Matt, take a guess at what the starting rates are for these resorts. Like 100 bucks a night? $96 a night. Yeah. Well, they that's... start at 96. Now that's obviously during the off season and things like that, but that is value right there. You got yeah. a family of four or five and you just want to be near the parks you're on the parks. And guess what? You get comp transportation. In fact, you're within walking distance to Volcano Bay with these ones. Interesting. And then you're, okay. and then you, then there's a bus transportation over to the other two parks. So again, similar to Disney, you have the you, exactly. you staying on property gives you access to the free transportation service. Okay. Exactly. Okay, then the next level up is what they call prime value. So this would be, I would say, even though Disney doesn't officially have the equivalent of value plus, I've always deemed Art of Animation and Pop Century to be like that next level up from from All-Stars. This is where I would put that, prime value. You've got Universal's Aventura Hotel and Universal's Cabana Bay Beach Resort. Universal's Aventura Hotel has commanding views of all three. It's a huge tower of all three theme parks. It's clean, open spaces, casual comfort. It's very, um, I would say it's kind of got the vibes of like a contemporary kind of, if you will. And then Cabana Bay, uh, vibrant retro style with rooms and suites, brilliantly designed for fun and affordability. Uh, themed around the classic Florida Florida beach resorts of the 1950s and 60s. It's kind of got like a pop century vibe to it. Okay. 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 Starting price point on these, $140 a night. Still not bad. Like if you're not looking for bad at all. Up, like, I mean, uh, yeah. 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 Now, yeah. one thing I want to call out, every single one of the hotels on Universal's property is not actually owned by Universal. It's owned by Lowe's. Um, which is a like, huge, not Lowe's, the hardware. Okay. Store. I was like, wait, like no, no. Lowe's, the hardware no. store. Okay. L O E W S. Um, they are known for having, um, uh, very destination branded type hotels across the country. Uh, we actually stayed in one, uh, when we went to Hollywood last year, we stayed at a Lowe's hotel. They're okay. very upscale. They're great customer service. One of the other things is when you stay on property, you get an hour early access to Harry Potter okay, and so this to is, Volcano Bay. We're, since we're kind of on this, we can go back to kind of more of the resorts here. But what, yeah, what perks? So like with Disney, I know some of the perks that I get. Again, I get that extra hour. Yep. Um, even in some cases, like, you know, it, it, some of it I know depends on what deal they're running. Like I know you've talked about the dining credit that they're running mm-hmm. right now. Yep. Like I, I, obviously some of that is subject to change. But what have you seen in the limited time of like, why should I choose a universal resort to be my Well, well the biggest the biggest one is is right off the bat, you're on property. I mean, I, I can't just like we talk about being on property at a Disney resort and you get the complimentary transportation to and from the resorts. The same is true here. You get complimentary bus transportation or within walking distance of the parks um, when you're on, on, on Universal property. You get early admittance, an hour early, no matter which of the hotels you stay at. Right. Um, so those are big ones. And I think the, the third biggest one is they offer vacation packages, which is you stay and play, you get better rates. Um, right now, they happen to be running, you buy three tickets, so a three-day ticket, right? Mm-hmm. Three-day ticket to both Islands of Adventure or, or Universal Studios park-to-park tickets, you get two free days. So you get five days of tickets for three days. Wow, that's pretty nice. Combine that. So think about that. Combine that with a stay at one of the hotels, right? Um, I was just looking at my, 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 my generator here to see, like, what you could say. So I did, like, a random... Um, 
a random week in um, August, the week of my birthday, August 13th. Okay. So if you were to do a, a family of four, okay, a family of four, let's say an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old, and you were to stay on property and you were to take advantage of this, buy three days, get two free, two free days, um, and you were to stay on property, um, it, right now that this put this put me at endless summer. So this would be the cheapest one. This has me at a vacation, a full week's vacation for a family of four for $2,500. Dang. $2,500. And I got yeah. five full days of playtime. If I wanted to add Volcano Band to that, I think it's an extra $50 per ticket. I think is what the, the extra is, which is nothing. So I'm at $2,500. If I wanted to step up, <clears throat> excuse me, to one of the uh, value primes, so let's say I want to step up to Cabana Bay. So I click, I, I'm going to click into that one. That one brings me to $2,800. Okay, so nominal, again, yeah, nominal. Yeah, $300 more, right? Now, granted, I don't have the um, the Express Pass on here just yet. So, you know, that's going to cost me a lot of money if I want to do that. But that's where I want to go next. Well, yeah, so like, I'm going yeah, to go there in a minute. The next question is like, so okay, I'm going to so go there in a minute. So, so yeah, hold on. The, the I still got have done that. So, yes, yeah. go, go so, for it. so let's continue. So now we go to the next level, which is called a preferred hotel. This would be like their moderate or Disney's in terms of price range, this would be moderate. But in terms of the accommodation, I think this starts to scratch the surface of some of Disney's deluxe hotels. I okay. Do. And this is Lowe's Sapphire Falls Resort. Step into paradise in the heart of the tropics. Blue waterfalls cascade over lush grounds. And in the distance, calming sounds of steel drums call you to take in the scenic views. Ease into island time and let go. Amid the ruins, passageways, and pools, you'll find numerous Caribbean-themed dining options. This refreshing resort off offers an island escape for an unforgettable adventure. What makes this different than the other three, or yeah, the other four that we've looked at, is here now you're a ferry ride away to the parks. Ooh. So it's no longer bus transportation. You're taking a water taxi, or you can walk. I think from, from Sapphire Falls, you can probably get to Islands of Adventure in about 20 minutes or so. Okay, that's not bad. A walk. Not at all. Starting price, two ten a night. It's, I mean... So if I were to upgrade that in my little system here and go to Sapphire Falls... Falls... Oops, that's not what I want to do. Go back here, itinerary, see hotels... If I was to change this and go to Sapphire Falls now... So again, I, at this point, I'm getting, I'm, I'm upgrading by, I'm closer to the properties I want to be at. I'm closer to City Walk, right? We haven't talked City Walk, but City yeah. Walk is basically Universal's equivalent of, of Disney Springs. Yeah. So now my vacation is thirty three hundred dollars for the week. Still not bad. That's not bad, right? Not getting, like that's not, you know, <clears throat> haven't gotten flights in there. And I know flights can get expensive, yeah, but they still, can. Like... But, but comparative to again, what you're going to get at Disney, this is a, this is a huge win. Yeah. So now we get to what they call their premier hotels. There okay. are, there are three of them. There's Lowe's Royal Pacific experience, a luxurious South seas escape that perfectly combines tropical splendor and exceptional amenities, a sparkling lagoon style pool surrounded by a white sand beach and swaying palms invite you to escape delectably Delectably innovative food and drinks delight every palate. Celebrate with a classic luau. Unwind with one-of-a-kind dining adventure featuring locally brewed beers. So like the Polynesian, kind okay. of, in a lot of ways. Um, that's starting at three twenty-five a night. Three twenty-five a night. I have booked all stars at three twenty-five a night before. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's talk what we're talking here, folks. Right then. There's the Hard Rock Hotel. And if you've ever been to Universal Studios, you've seen this one. This oh, is yeah. the one that is smack dab in the middle of Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios. You are within walking distance of both parks, and you can walk across the bridge to City Walk. You are in the action. This is where you want to be. Live like a rock star and savor the perks of rock and roll royalty with impeccable accommodations, luxurious style, and show-stopping service. The sweeping California mission-style design welcomes you in to escape into a sensational world of swimming pools with underwater music. They actually pump the water in in the pool underneath. Oh, that's Acclaimed cool. restaurants, incredible rock memorabilia, and amped-up recreation. This starts at 3.72 a night. And then the luxurious of the luxurious is Lowe's Portofino Bay Hotel. Relax in surroundings inspired by the beauty and charm of the seaside village of Portofino, Italy. 
wonderfully appointed rooms and suites, delightful vistas, enticing pools, and incredible restaurants offer unforgettable escapes for everyone, starting at three eighty-eight a night. Yeah. So this so this to me seems like that. the biggest difference that we've gotten so far. That yes. That that Disney hotels are or can be, you can get deals obviously, but for the most part, Disney hotels are just much more expensive to stay on. Well, I'm not done. So I just put the pricing in. And again, this is the one random week in summer, August 13th through the end of the week. Lowe's Portofino, I'm sorry, Lowe's, um, yeah, Portofino Bay. So the, 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 the most luxurious one, $4,600 for the week. 4600 But here's the thing, Matt. We go back to the Express Pass. When you stay at a premier hotel on property, you get complimentary Express Pass. Like, So is that for all days? For all days, for everyone in your hotel room, and it's the unlimited one. Oh. So I am now paying $4,600 for my tickets, for my hotel, and I can skip to the front of the line as many times as I want on most of those attractions. So if you think about what I said about Express Pass before, it, let's say it's $150 to $200 per person, right, per day. So if I got a family of four, let's call it let's call it $150. That right there is $600 a day times five days. That's $3,000 worth of Express Dang. Passes that are now complimentary because I'm staying at a premier hotel. So really, for so if I just do one day, I'm looking at like two thousand dollars, like yep. for my for my family. If you did the express pass and the tickets, correct. If I did everything for just the one day, I'm looking at two thousand dollars for pretty much double that. It, in I this current days. in this current seven deal, days, yes, I can I can do an entire week, get the unlimited pass, and wow. Okay. Yes. It th- this this is what I'm talking about. So when I'm advising clients and I'm advising all of you on this 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 pod right now, if you want to do universal, awesome. Make universal its own vacation. It does not need to be part of Disney. And don't get me wrong, I love Disney and I am not going to knock what Disney Disney is bread and butter for me. I love Disney. I will continue to go to Disney. But you know what? Universal can be a separate vacation why can't you do disney one year and then universal the next or the year after that it it flipped between the two this isn't even including once epic universe gets up and running yeah. that's going to be a whole different ball game but for what they have right now universal the value the value yeah. is absolutely amazing complimentary transportation to and from the airport too i can't express that complimentary transportation to and from the airport disney doesn't do that anymore yeah that i mean this is where i then and and this is the critical nature that we that i had with disney when they got rid of the magical express was that you know everything else up until this hotel point everything else was quote unquote on par that you can't sit here and say, oh, well, you know what? Disney does this and Universal does this and that's why they're better. But this right now with the staying on property, it is no question that staying on property on Universal is a better value than staying on property at, at Disney. Like oh, in a vacuum, 100%. those yes. two. Now, again, I, I, I know there's a lot of factors in that. Like if your kid likes all the Disney movies, then yeah, that's going to be more of an impactful vacation than, than a universal vacation. But in terms of just like, again, in, in taking out all of that, I can stay at the top resort on property and get all this other stuff included and yep. have it be really affordable versus if I stay at the top resort at Disney, I am shelling out a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I quoted someone the other day for a for a, a, a Polynesian. This was for a seven night stay Polynesian uh, four four day or four I think it was four day park hoppers stay at the Polynesian. This was just a standard room at the Poly, by the way, too. I, 12 13 grand yeah and again if that's your thing i am not going to take that away from you i mean that no. again that's great disney's awesome and and they offer some amazing perks but you the argument used to be well disney but does it better than everyone else 
you can't make that argument anymore. Universal does Disney do it, does it three times better? Like that's exactly. that's my question. Is is yeah. what I'm getting at Disney three times better? I'm not sure. I, yeah. I think I think 20, 30 years ago I could say yes. Yeah. But Heck, uh, 15 years ago you probably could have said yes. 10 years ago. But there's some differences going on now. And I think this is part of the reason why we're starting to see Disney offer some of the promotions that they're starting to run a little bit because again there is there is some competition there now and and they're feeling it i think yeah yeah because it's just i mean well and i know Iger himself has said you know he's worried about the the high prices of things and um now i don't know if that means he's going to do something about it but if, you know what I think I could probably see them do it. I don't think we'll see them lower prices, but I I could see them put a um, put some kind of like a a, 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 a rate increase freeze into effect for a year or two, just yeah. to to kind of let things regulate a little bit. I could see yeah. them doing that. Yeah. What other questions you got? Yeah. Okay. So um, I say that that's all kind of the main stuff. Um, what is something? Besides just pricing, is there anything else that Universal does? Like, just here's this little difference that Universal does that Disney hasn't quite caught on to. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I can answer that so much because I, I, I think in that particular space, um, they're pretty equivalent, he, uh, with one exception. So here's what I'll say. With the point where Universal Orlando is at right now reminds me of where Disney was at uh, probably in the 80s and probably the 90s, the early 90s, when it was still small enough that it felt family, it felt value driven. It, it, it wasn't driven by profits and, and, and what the shareholders wanted. It, there was, there was truly this sense of wanting to come up with the best form of entertainment. Universal. I, I really feel like universal is there. And I think part of that is just because of how compact they are inside. Like universal Orlando reminds me in a lot of ways, how Disneyland is in Anaheim. Mm. It's compact. It's in a small little area. Everything's self-contained. Yeah. The one area, the volcano Bay and really we're Epic universe is going to be at is going to kind of be its own. Um, it's going to be a little bit harder. It's kind of off the beaten path a little bit. But I say that because with Disney World, everything's so spread out. It feels it feels a lot bigger, and it feels like a lot of what they do is driven by profit. So I think from that perspective, I feel like you're getting a much more intimate experience at Universal that you don't necessarily get at Disney anymore hmm. because of how big it is. The second thing that I will say that Universal does that Disney hasn't quite figured out is they know how to build their stuff and build it fast. <laughs> like they can get their new stuff up and get it up fast. They are building an entire theme park faster than it took Disney to build a ride that they were recycling from Asia. Yeah. So, so for that reason, I, I, I just think universal, I think moves at a quicker pace. They, even with all the regulatory burdens that they have that now Disney has to deal with because of everything that's happening in Florida, I do still feel that universal is they, they innovate a lot better. And yes, a lot of their stuff is that 3d and 40 type attraction stuff, but that's kind of where people are at right now. People are really enjoying that stuff. Yeah. But I will say they've, they've, They've gotten like Velocicoaster is is mm-hmm. not that yeah. Hagrid's magical motorbike adventure was not that like nope. I think they've got a nice mix of of it um and it, it's got all the stuff that you would want in a theme park I mean, you, we could sit here and do the equivalence of okay yeah this is kind of like this at Disney and this is kind of like this at yep. Disney and um I, I I I think I think what I didn't understand was the the on property value that that universal provides and just kind of how much there is like i knew there was a lot but but i I guess i didn't realize like how much they have going on there and then again epic universe is just going to increase that if they you know there's talks of and i know super mario land just opened up in california which is a huge destination um you know that movie opens up here next weekend um well, and I didn't even tell you about the shows that were on property. I just went through the rides. You've got animal actors on location, beat builders, um, uh, 
You've got classic comic book characters that you can meet. There's a frog choir, Hollywood character zone, the night bus, the Mardi Gras parade, Marilyn Monroe and the Diamond Bellas, meet Spider-Man and the Marvel superheroes, meet SpongeBob SquarePants, meet the Transformers. Oh, the stories you'll hear story time. Um, Ollivander's experience in Diagon Alley, Ollivander's experience in Hogsmeade, Poseidon's Fury, which is like an attraction all itself. I remember writing that or going on that when I was a kid or younger. Raptor Encounter, Seuss Character Zone, um, the Blues Brothers Show, the Bourne Stuntacular, the Mystic Fountain. We talked about that one last yep. week. The Nighttime Lights at Hogwarts Castle, the Simpsons Character Zone, the Tales of Beetle the Bard. Tri-Wizard Spirit Rally, Universal Orlando Cinema- Cinematic Celebration, although that has officially closed, and then Universal Orlando's Horror Makeup Show. Like, these are all, in addition to the rides, there is so much. I think 15 years ago, you could probably think of Universal as a two-day park. You go to Island Adventure, you go to um, Universal Studios, that's it. Harry Potter changed the game, and they have been, I remember going to Universal Studios in 2012. I did a, Nate and I did a huge trip. It was just the two of us. We did like three days at Disney. Um, this was, and it, it didn't cost us anything because we had a cast member who who got us in. And then we we bought the Universal tickets and we did two days at Universal. And we did one day at, this was before, I think Harry Potter had just opened in Islands of Adventure, but Diagon Alley had not opened yet. And I remember walking through Universal Studios, the first park, and everything was boarded up. Everything was walled off. It was it was actually kind of boring. I was thinking, wow, they've got to step their game up or or, or they're never going to be able to compete. Well, here we are 11 years later, and they have got tons of stuff that make it easy to compete with Disney. And again, the one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode, Matt, was because of the extreme value of staying on a universal property. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't think people realize that, that is an option. I think it's, oh, I'm going to stay at Disney or I'm going to stay off property. Well, no, there's a third option. Technically, yeah, Universal is off property. But what if you flipped it and said, hey, you know what? I'm going to do three days or four days at Universal and I'll do two or three days at Disney. Yeah. I don't get anything extra for staying on Disney property, but I get all this extra stuff for staying on Universal property. I'll just bus over to, to Disney if I need to. Yeah. Right. So like there's there's a lot of um, or do a split stay. Like there's no one saying that you ha- you can you have to do the same hotel for the entire duration. If you want to do three days at Universal, get the benefit of your three days at Universal with an Express Pass ticket, and then go and transfer over to a Disney hotel and do three days over there. Yeah, there's nothing saying you can't do that, right? Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff that a travel planner is going to be able to try to give you. That's the kind of advice I'm going to give my clients when they when they work mm-hmm. with me. No, that's that's interesting. That gives me a better perspective on kind of the the theme park wars, so to speak. And I mean, we're the beneficiary of it. We get great rides, great experiences, Mm -hmm. but I do think that Disney's going to, once Epic universe opens up, and especially if um, super Mario land comes down to Orlando. Yep. I I really, I really do think that they're going to have to really take a long look and determine what are we going to do to try to match this? Because, I mean, I'm not saying that they have to do a fifth gate. I don't think that's necessarily the answer. If they want to do that, that's fine. If they have, you know, plans for it. But I remember when it was, now I, I know pandemic happened with all this, but in the revamp of all this stuff where would they, they said, we're going to do all this stuff in Epcot. And then there's certain things that just kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah. Uh, like the whole play pavilion was supposed to come. Haven't heard anything about that. Um, yep. I know yep. there was leaked footage or leaked concept yeah. out of the Mary Poppins ride. Um, that, that, yeah, that it just came out. out. I saw that. And, and, you know, all these, all this stuff kind of mysteriously started going away and you kind of go, well, wait a minute. So universal is charging me less money to stay three times less money to stay on their top resort. And then they're, um, giving me more value. I'm getting two transportation from the airport. Plus their pass that, as many times as I want, I can go on. I, if I want to ride the Spider-Man ride over and over and over and over again, I can do that. Be with that pass, mm-hmm. um, and then they're also building another park and yep. all these other experiences. While you Disney are charging me three times as much, and I'm getting a new ride in a park. 
and then all this other stuff is getting cut back. Now, I get it's more complicated than that. Like, there's a whole lot more going on. Disney is a behemoth that has more, you know, there's more resorts. There's more things. They have to staff it, I understand. But it's hard for me to look at Disney and go, yeah, you're still the, you're still the best when I can go and get a great value over there and get access to all this new stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you and I talked about this, I think on the Bob's episode a while back. And I think one of the very, Disney has two problems that they've got to solve. One of them's a good problem. The other one, not so much. Problem number one they've got to solve is they have way more demand for the product that they're offering than they have the ability to fulfill, right? Yeah. So that leads into problem number two, which is the way that they have attempted to limit the amount of people who respond to that product is by pricing certain demographics out, right, to, to, their, to their particular product. The problem with that is those of us who are still willing to pay that price are getting frustrated by that. Like we're still willing to pay it and we're still willing to go. It doesn't mean we like it though. And because of that, we explore other alternatives. So what Iger and, and, and Damaro and that whole crew have got to figure out is how can we scale down the amount of people that we're serving so that it makes it an enjoyable experience while they're in the parks and on property without increasing the cost of our service. That means they're going to have to make some hard choices at some point and say, our capacity is not this, it's this. It's it's 75% of that or 60% of that, which means, yes, we're going to have to turn certain people away during certain times of year. They've already got the instruments in place to be able to do it. But that also means they have to stand up to their shareholders a little bit and say, this is a concerted effort to increase our brand value because our brand value is decreasing day by day because there are other less costly alternatives. They can't write Universal Studios off anymore as no. the little brother down the street. They just can't. And and so that that that's the big problem. I would say the second part of this is something that you and I talked about on the Bob's episode, which is bring back some of the stuff that costs them barely anything to do. Yeah. But means so much. And they've started down that path already, right? Oh, yeah. They brought back free parking. Awesome. But something as simple as, hey, you stay at a deluxe resort or even a moderate resort, we're going to give free Genie Plus. Yep. That's easy. That is so simple. And again, it requires you standing up to your shareholders and saying you're not going to get profit off of this, but it's going to help us in the long run. That's something. Bring back the extended um, extra magic hours, not just for deluxe guests. Bring them back for anybody who stays on property. Right? Yeah, they got the early magic hours, the 30 minutes before. Fine. You get an extra ride or two in before all that stuff. But you know what? Ryan and, and Michelle, my, my my brother and sister-in-law, were down there with, with my nieces and nephew, uh, not last week, but the week before. They're not early risers. They didn't get to the parks. Matt, and this is going to make you go crazy because it made me go crazy, but this is how some people experience. They did not get to the parks until about 12 o'clock each day. Oh, my goodness. And they stayed till close. Oh, yeah, yeah. They didn't go back for a break. They stayed till close. They did a 12 to 9. Okay, that was the way they did Disney. There's no wrong way to Disney if that's how. But you know what? The extra magic hours were wasted on them. Yeah. The 30 yeah, minutes like before that's... was wasted on them rope drop was wasted on them and and for the most part genie plus was wasted on them because if you're not going early you're not taking advantage of it right so to like you said disney has got to has got to step their game up because coming down that track is the universal express here and um yeah i mean you see the value i mean you all see the value here i mean I, i'm i'm looking at this now going man i love disney but from a cost perspective, it's much more likely that I'm going to be able to afford a universal vacation in the next five years than a Disney vacation in the next five years. You could do two universal vacations in the next five years for one Disney vacation. That's how, yeah, how less yeah. expensive it is. Yeah. And that's if you're, by the way, that's if you're at the most expensive resort. 
Yeah. Like if you, if to you, the, the skipping the line option is not something you want, you bring yourself down to, you know, Sapphire Falls or Cabana Bay, or even down to the, 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 literally the value resorts, the endless summer resorts, you can still have a great time. If you've got five days at Universal Studios, you may not even need those express passes. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I just, it, it absolutely is insane to me. Yeah. Now with that said, I absolutely will con- I, like I'm one of those people that will continue to pay a little bit of a premium. I yes. hope it comes down a little bit, but still will pay that premium for the Disney vacation because I just love Disney. But it, but I, I, I that is a little bit of a sticker shock to hear those prices and go, why am I not just doing that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have any more questions before we wrap up? No, I'm good. All right. So. In case you don't know, I'm an authorized travel planner. <laughs> I am a travel planner with an authorized agency, Main Street and More Travel. One of the reasons why I was able to talk about this stuff today is because I've been trained. I've been certified by Universal to sell their product, just like I'm certified by Disney to sell their product. I'm also certified to sell um, uh, cruises, whether it's Disney Cruise Line, Royal Caribbean, uh, Carnival Cruise. Oh my God, if you are looking to go on a value budget-friendly cruise where literally it's all about fun, Talk to me about Carnival Cruises. I just completed their training program or or just about complete with it. And wow, pricing for Carnival Cruises is so inexpensive and you get such great value with it. So if you're interested in looking into a vacation, give me a call. Find me on caseywoolley.com, C-A-S-E-Y-W-O-O-L-E-Y.com. Check me out on Facebook, Magical Memories by Casey. Using me, (coughs) excuse my cough, cost you nothing extra, but you get all of my years of experience in helping you plan your trips. Um, And again, if Universal is a destination that you're looking to go, this is a great summer to do it. Buy three days worth of tickets, get two days free. It's five days of playtime at basically 60% of the cost. You just can't go wrong. As far as getting a hold of us, Matt, they can do that on Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast. You can find us at sorcererandnetwork.com, Twitter and Instagram at beersears1928 feel free to email us at beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Um, yeah, that's it. Anything else that I'm missing? I think Obviously, that, rate I and think review we did us. It. Rate and review us. Five yes, stars, five stars. Us. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> five stars, five stars. Um, all that jazz. Um, all that jazz. I yeah, I don't know what we're doing next week, so we'll find that out. <laughs> yes, I have no idea. We got to sort out this other problem with the podcast or with the platform, too. So, <laughs> um, Okay, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and raise our glasses. This episode this has been episode, on us. There you go. <laughs> we will see you next time, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast. Sorcerer.